internet, welcome to the only podcast about movies. My name is Matthew Kroll, and with me as always is... Shahir Dowd. And with us as sometimes now is... Steven Buja, hello. Hey, you look familiar. (laughs) I do look familiar. I probably don't look familiar to a lot of people because you can't actually see me right now. That is true. And this being the only podcast, I'm going to emphasize podcast, nobody can see you right now. Nobody can see me. Right. Uh, No, Steve and I, for those of you who don't know, for a long time, did other web shows around Same Night Movie Review, which sort of birthed our... um, well, my in particular, uh, sort of reviewing or talking about movies crit- critically. Uh, and Shahir was a guest on that for a long time when yes. Steve was in the woods. He was. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was uh, quasi Steve, yeah. non wood yes. Steve. Uh, you were, you, you were the, the far, far more well spoken and, 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 no, and, and, exo- cool. and exotic Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you still managed to review from the woods, which I was always very impressed by. That is by. true. Yeah. Steve I, would I, send I us, like would yeah. send yeah. us yeah. videos I, I, from yeah, the Pacific I, I, Northwest I rem- Trail. I remember that. But uh, uh, actually, thank you guys for having me on here. I love listening to the show. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like you're a, a, an inaugural member anyway. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, like, it's probably your show anyway. It's the trifecta. <laughs> yeah. Um, today, what are we talking about, guys? Who wants to say it? Because I can't pronounce it right. Sicario. Sicario? 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 I was actually like mispronouncing it as Scarario <laughs> So this is the only podcast about Sicario. And I think we might actually be the only podcast. No. no it, I mean, no, yes, it, yes. Honestly, it, it, it could it, be. It could be. Like, there's very, it, it's a strange little rollout of this film, which is that it has like major film stars behind it. It has kind of Oscar credence, but it's kind of being rolled out very, um, and, it, and it reviewed really well at Toronto. It yep, reviewed very yep. well at, at film festivals, but it's being rolled right. out very small scale. Uh, it's only playing at a few theaters. Um, I think it's like they're trying to do this sort of build out where they they play it, you know, uh, in a small box office rollout. Hopefully, right. garner some good reviews, right. and then roll it out even further. And it's, uh, but the but the numbers on this film aren't good at this point. What are the what, numbers? What are the numbers? Well, off a thirty million dollar budget, right. after okay. having been released on September eighteenth, this movie has made one million dollars. Wow! Wow! <laughs> But there's something like a limited release, or like we don't really know yeah, the release. Again, it must no, be. No, it's a very small release, and I and I feel like it's going to roll out bigger as time goes on. Yeah, but- and that's sort of been happening. Like, didn't um, American American Sniper had sort of a uh, before it before it blew up? It had like the slow trickle. It like they played it at a couple theaters early. Right. Okay. Uh, and I then. But uh, but uh, that was also closer to Oscar time. Like, yeah. This, like this, we're we're still many months out. So right. Yeah. So this, this feels more like. Letting just the doldrums of September, just letting it all, letting it die on the vine. But it's yeah. interesting because the film is being reviewed so well, like it is getting a lot of praise. Um, so through other media, not being podcasts, yeah, right. not being right. podcast, yeah, exactly. So it's strange. It, it 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 strikes me as strange that this movie isn't getting a bigger push, right? Um, especially given the kind of you know Benicio del Toro, Emily Blunt, Josh Brolin. Um, the, yeah. Shot by Roger Deakins. Uh, it was yeah. directed uh, the guy, the director Dennis Villeneuve. Mm. Villeneuve. I think, I think it's that. Denis Villeneuve. Okay, but he directed uh, Prisoners, which yep. got major play la- uh, what last year, two years ago, and I think mm. Incendies. Incendies, a couple of years amazing. ago, which, which yeah. I, I never saw, but I hear is, is quite and, wonderful. And he also simultaneously released Prisoners and Enemy together as well. And uh, Enemy, that's it. And I have to say, both those two films, Prisoners and Enemies, were probably my top, uh, within my top five of last year. Right. Wow. Like they, uh, I, and because they're so different, which is what I loved about them. Um, so, something I was going to say, you said it cost 30 mil? Uh, as as far as uh, box office mojo tells me, uh, because I want, I mean, what was the what was the cinematographer's name? Deacons. Roger Deakins. Roger De- I, I mean, for what we'll talk about all the different things we think about the movie, but one thing that really struck me was how good it looked. Oh, Roger well, Deakins yeah, well, is I, the greatest yeah, cinematographer yeah, living yeah. right well, now. Like that's and it just it shocks me that it was thirty mil. Yeah, like, I mean. If, it I, looks like I mean they put their money to good use and it looks way. Deakins also than shot 30 prisoners mil. and and okay, that movie yeah. looks amazing. Yeah, I mean it. It's uh, Sicario is definitely the kind of movie where it seems like every dollar is up there on screen, yeah. oh, be, yeah. be it either technically or in just like you have these very talented actors just yeah. doing their thing up there. So I mean, yeah, I mean, Deacon's you know No Country for Old Men, The oh, Skyfall, yeah. A Shawshank Redemption. True grit. I always forget how pretty a movie Skyfall is, too. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. Well, it's oh, and and you know, for me, uh, the assassination of Jesse James is okay. he the did most, that? 
He's oh. the most beautiful movie probably shot in the last 10, yeah. 15 years. I haven't seen that in a long oh, time. So, oh, it's so, so beautiful. So, uh, so, so with that in mind, uh, right. why don't we read a little synopsis of what Sicario is about? Okay. Do, uh, you do it. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Story okay. time. Story time. After uncovering, uh, and I'm reading this uh, as, as a written thing as well, so it might feel a little written, but after uncovering a gruesome scene in an Arizona drug den, FBI agent Kate Mesa, played by Emily Blunt, is recruited into an elite operation jointly coordinated by the Department of Defense and possibly the CIA to bring down a Mexican cartel boss. Kate tags along unsure of her role as she witnesses a charismatic Texan Department of Defense consultant, Matt, played by Josh Brolin, and Alejandro, played by Benicio Del Toro, a mysterious Colombian operative work, and both of them work around the law, crossing borders, both legal and physical, to bring down the elusive cartel boss. So that's what it, it is yeah. kind of a convoluted plot. And I have to, I have to make uh, a disclaimer right up front. Oh shit. That's always fun. Oh, fun. Okay. Which is I missed the first five minutes of this movie. It pissed me off. Actually. I, I, yeah, I walked in the movie was starting at nine 50. Okay. And I feel uh, like movie theaters have a social contract now, which is that the movie won't start at least 10 minutes after that with all the trailers and that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 No, 10 to 15 minutes. You're going to oh, be there for a while. I, I walked in at nine 55 and this movie had been playing. Did you did you wow. see it? Did you see it at the Brooklyn Academy of Music? No, I, I saw I saw it at uh, the Regal in Union Square. Oh, okay. and I guess, I guess very unlike the Regal, very was, unlike the Regal. Yeah, and it was uh, it was like a Thursday night or something like that. So I think maybe it was like their last session, so they just didn't play any trailers. They just like rolled the movie. Yeah, uh, I so don't know. Weird. I missed the first. I I missed the first five minutes of this film, and I feel like that had a big impact on like my. Enjoy. I'm trying to remember, first of all, the first five minutes of the film. You've seen it the most recent. Uh, yeah, I saw it two days ago. Is it just her? It's her yeah, doing it, the training. Ex- no, no, it's it's, the, it's it's them executing the operation on the house. Right. When? What, at what point did you walk in? I walked in like I missed that entire operation. And oh, so okay. I walked in as they were as she was being recruited into. Her oh, home. OK. OK. Um, how long is that? Is that is it's it like a- 15 minutes? Oh, no, really? No, no, no. it it's, felt it's, long. It's, it's a it's a it's a little less than ten minutes. Uh, yeah. Basically, uh, Emily Blunt, Kate, her and her team they're they're trying to find some kidnappers in New Mexico, yeah. in Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, they go to a house. They just um, they there's a, a, a small firefight that occurs. Emily Blunt almost almost gets shot, but she takes down the, the guy. Uh, but they discover just a whole mess of bodies inside the walls. Yeah, which I've is read just about this. which is just fucked like up. Cartel hits. Uh, yeah, and then storing. Uh, and the, the the next major event was there were the uh, the officers on the scene. They find like a like a safe in yeah. in, in in a uh, shed. Yeah, and which is a bomb. It blows up, and there's gruesome and just like Emily Blunt, just like just fucking like she just yeah. can't. Her and her partner get a little no, shell no shocked, and then. And then, like, she sees, like, bought, like two of her men died or something like that, and right. there's body parts everywhere. Yeah. In there. Now, yeah, yeah, and I admit, I, I will I will preface everything I say by, by missing that scene. I felt it it really impacted my enjoyment of the rest of the film. But let's talk. Let's I'm going to say, and I, this is just, I'm going to sort of give a, 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 a an overview of sort of my thoughts. I think I, I'm very interested to see what you thought, because that scene to me was one of my favorite moments of the film i'm sure yeah and and just just in my own opinion as we're going sort of through this i feel like that set up uh an amazing thing to be seen that i then kind of never got that same level of amazement from. right right um but that's neither here nor there we'll i i i could totally because i went back you know, as soon as the film was over i went back and watched you know and read what what happened in that opening scene yeah. mm. um and well why don't we go around and, and just say what our thoughts were because you know, before we get into spoilers or anything sure, like that, sure. um, uh, what what do we think of the film, Steve? Uh, overall, I at the end of the movie, I walked out going like, okay, this I can respect this movie on a technical level, but I honestly I don't know why this movie actually exists. I, right. What 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 it was trying to say was not interesting to me at all, and mm. it didn't say it in a particularly unique or clever way. I don't need movies to innovate. All the time, I would you know just just be well done, yeah. and it was well done. But I I I honestly I just really didn't care about it, right? Care for it that much, Matt? I mean, I'm in the same boat, but a little more like I get, I get why they wanted it made, and I think I get why I wanted it made because I saw it at a Q and A where the uh, producer. I don't think director, but uh, Emily Blunt, Benicio del Toro, and Josh Brolin, who is a 
wall of a man. Oh, really? Oh, he is yeah. tall as fuck. He walked in and you're just like, oh, I know why they cast him as Thanos now. Like, oh, really? like he's just, I mean, he looks awesome, but like he's just a, is a, is a presence. Right, right. Uh, and Benicio Del Toro is the same, but sort of like a more like low It's key. weird because oh, yeah. in the film. He's uh, like aloof. Yeah, Bra- Brawlin seems smaller than Benicio Yeah, I know, but that is not. Is not the not, case. At least from where I was sitting, two rows back. Anyway. Tom uh, Cruise effect. Yeah. <laughs> so um, th- th- when they were talking about the sort of stuff, they went into like, I- I'm trying to remember the exact words, but like one of the big reasons they wanted to make this film was to kind of sort shine light on this part of the like Mexican um, drug business that yeah. doesn't like that you don't really hear a lot about that's still going on now, mm-hmm. like horrible things like yeah. that's happening. That's kind of spilling over our borders. And there was a whole thing about like, you know, how, we, how we deal with it and whatnot. But I don't feel like, like I'm like, that's a noble sort of thing. Like, okay, you're going to make this sort of thriller, not thriller, but like actions, not even yeah, action. It's, what like is a, it's kind of like a procedural, a procedural yeah. drama with a little bit of action in it. It, it. it didn't like, I don't know, like kind of like what you said, Steve, it didn't, grab me enough to care like the issue i thought was important and sort of telling but after that and especially after they did a tremendous job setting up in that first scene sort of like oh this is what you're gonna come to expect from this movie like this Mm -hmm. is what it is and then it just slows down and slows down and slows down and we'll talk about sort of the format and the structure of the film later but i feel like the structure just didn't it like unraveled near the Mm -hmm. middle and never quite put itself back together i think this film uh, falls into a a pitfall that some movies do where it doesn't know who the main character is. And that's okay if you set up your movie to do that. But again, that's for f- those first five minutes, Kate, well, I tapped the desk, uh, Kate is the main character. Yeah. But then she seems like she's not. And like, even right. by the last quarter, you're like, oh, this isn't even about her at right. all. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I mean, I mean, based on the title alone, like she's like, She's not the Sicario in this in this movie. So. Right. <laughs> right. And and it wasn't set up in a way um I feel like I mean I mean this is the last movie I saw that was sort of like this but like the 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 narrator as character as sort of your 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 placeholder of how you've experienced it like even like the Great Gatsby, right? Yeah. Like that right. character is purely meant the main guy is purely meant to be there for you as the audience to sort yeah. of be Yeah, the Nick Carraway. Yeah. 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 yeah, she's the audience cipher. Right, but they set her up not as that and then they turn her into that and that really bothered me and stuck with me but again again a beautiful looking movie uh and technically very well done but at the end of the day i walked out and other than this podcast and sort of prepping for it i haven't given it much of a thought right right yeah you hear uh, i'm um pretty much on board with everything you guys what? are saying um <laughs> but but you know like well this has been the only podcast about <laughs> and we're done <laughs> no uh i i agree it's technically beautiful i think uh villeneuve villeneuve is uh, a very impressive filmmaker again prisoners and enemy are are total must-sees for me mm-hmm. um and in sundays as well and uh, uh interestingly again you know we were talking about the um uh the blue tongue filmmakers with the gift Right. Uh, one of my films played with Dennis Villeneuve's short film Last Floor, Next Floor, Please, and again, I felt completely embarrassed to be in the room because <laughs> Next Floor, Please is is amazing, and and this guy is. Uh, I think I you know like uh, of of the of Hollywood filmmakers to that that Villeneuve reminds me of. The closest I can think of is Fincher, but. Um, but I think the you know like uh, the they're in in so much as that they're technically very astute filmmakers, very muscular kind of uh, procedural filmmakers. But I think right. Villeneuve might have uh, an, some other flavor in his in his in his belt of um, being able to tap into human stories in a slightly more interesting way. That's not to say you know one is better than the other; they're just different kinds of filmmakers. Right. Right. Um, but um, so having missed those first few moments of the film. My problem with this is that Kate, uh, Emily Blunt's character, has no impact on the story. Mm-hmm. Like, right, you, you right. could have any, every, no, no important scene happens with her in it. I mean, there's one scene in the middle that she kind of stumbles upon, but in fact, that, and we can, well, why don't, why don't we, you know, like, uh, without giving too much away, basically Kate meets uh, a Texas uh, cop in a bar in a bar who seduces her, who turns out to be part of the cartel. 
It's uh, Shane from yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God it, bless the Punisher for getting like work. The thing does. about that scene is you can see where it's going as soon as it begins. Yep. And, yeah. and, and then the thing about that scene as well is that it has no real impact on the final story. And it's basically the only moment Kate gets to be involved in the story. She's just kind of like wandering around yeah. through this film. Um, even though it's suggested that she's important to be there. And later on in the film, we realize that there's a there's a legal reason why she's in the room, but that's yeah, not exciting but, to yeah, watch. That's not yeah, exciting it's, it's to not, watch. And and it's, and 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 you go like, oh, so why were we? It's also kind of what you? you were expecting the entire time. And again, yeah. I, I always feel bad about this, and we kind of do this every time any of us mm. talk about movies. It's like, oh yeah, it's formulaic, or oh, it didn't really, it didn't really like. I knew it was coming a mile mm. away. I don't know why it is, and maybe you guys could shine some light on this personally, like. Why some films I'm totally cool with knowing exactly where it's going. Yeah. And other films where I'm like, oh, if I figure it out, like I don't. And this isn't like a mystery we're dealing yeah. with. Mm -hmm. Although they do have a little bit of in this film, a little bit of like uh, they're trying who? to be like, who's doing what and why? Yeah. Right. yeah. But right. like everything did feel very formulaic. And that bothered me. Whereas um, I'm trying to think of another like obviously the big popcorn movies, you know where they're going. So that yeah. doesn't really count. You don't, but you don't mind. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I, I, maybe that's um, it. I, th I think maybe it has to do with interesting characters. Like Kate yeah. is just she is just so, so Blank and bland and I love character. Emily Blunt. I know, and I I love Emily Blunt too. And like I like I appreciate you know you know there's some there's something to be said about this role. Like I think originally um, Villeneuve or the writer uh, Taylor Sheridan was like asked to like write the role for a man, right? A man is said, and yeah. I'm like I'm like okay, so this this could have been a, a man's role, and so like she's getting this role that is just like completely it, mm -hmm. her gender does not matter, so it's like a win for equality, but it's so. Mm -hmm it's such a nothing role in it that yeah. you, that, that you're like, I'd rather you be like the girl in the dress right now to at least show, to show some flair, show some character than just this like empty. I think she basic agent. I think she has. Yeah, it, it's true. You know, like you could almost argue that the fact that she is a female in the, in the scene that we just talked about really plays against her if in terms of like where this, if if this film has anything to say about gender equality, I don't think it does. No, it, no, no, it, it doesn't. doesn't. It, 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 it doesn't and, mention it. And that, I think but. it would actually, like, that scene that we just mentioned with Shane from The Walking Dead kind of, like, really plays against any empowerment that this character has as well. Right, because but, because in that scene, she doesn't save herself. No, she doesn't no. save herself. And, and she kind of, like... She need like everyone else in the film is kind of emotionally stunted to the point where they can just execute anything without thinking about it, without consciousness. And like she is not that person. I think I think I I think I might have hit the nail on the head why her character bothered me as much as it did. She is a person like you or me. And so it's like it's not so much a character, which in some movies you can have characters that are more real and sort of people people, right. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but in this one, you got. Josh Brolin, who's this kind of wisecracking, smart-ass DOD who's agent. Who's awesome. Who's yeah. awesome. You have Benicio Del Toro, who's like fucking just rad as hell. Yeah. And like sort of like not over the top, but very quiet and milling. And like these are characters. Like yeah. these are character pieces they're doing. And then you have her character, which is just like, eh, I'm, a, I'm a regular person. Like everyone else in this movie feels like it's a character with with certain like, uh, I'm trying to think of, I guess, heightened um Heightened attributes and heightened right. sort of personalities where she does not. Well, so going back to that question that you had, which is why do why is it you're okay with certain films um, taking you into expectation that you're fine with, and why are certain uh, you know, and uh, like yeah. a film like this where it leads you into expectations that you know are coming, but that's not okay. And I think it has to do with pedigree. Like this film feels like an Oscar contender. It feels like that kind of mm -hmm. handsome, elegant. Um, you know, like very well considered. The dialogue is very natural. It it's it's people say interesting things. Yeah, the writing's great. Writing is great. The you know, it's directed beautifully. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. the, the acting is the dialogue is great. The yeah. writing is not yeah. great. Yeah, so, the dialogue and, and, and is great. And the, and the big <laughs> the biggest flaw of this film, and I think it, it's a really uh, interesting example. And I, the only other film I can think of that's kind of like this, although my appreciation of it has grown in years, is Children of Men, which is that yes. it's a film where the direction, the actual production is better than the script. And and I think this is a, a really good example of that as well, where everything about this production is better than what the story is giving it. Yeah, right. well, so but, I learned... Oh, sorry. sorry uh, uh, yeah, but to say, but uh, you know, uh, at least in Children of Men, which is one of my 
mm. top 10 of the last 10 years. It's an, mm. an amazing movie. And certainly mm. the, the direction definitely out, outclasses the script. But I still think the script is good. Yeah, the script is good. Because yeah. at least Clive Owen is the main character. Like, yeah. I can, I can like, 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 sure, a lot of, like, he's, he's a, a lot of times reacting to a lot of stuff, but he's still, like, moving, he's still moving yeah. this person and, through the story. And I agree. Like, over the years, the more I've watched Children of Men, the more I've kind of, like, you know, come to comfort with between those two things. Mm. But this film has that problem that I think we've all identified, which is that the Kate's character is the least interesting in the film. And, and ultimately, you know, without giving too much away, this should have been Benicio del Toro's movie. Well, this is one of the things. This, this is the, when you just triggered something in my brain. I remember thinking in the theater, wow, this movie got so bored with its main character mm. that it decided to just give it to someone else yeah. midway through. Like, yeah. it's like, ah, this isn't going anywhere. What are you doing, Manisa? Like, what, like no. it was very strange. No, uh, uh, no, I, yes, and mm. I, I, I do agree with that, but I, I actually... I, on some way, I do respect the. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely respect the like. Okay, here is we have this unformed character, but it's actually about this other, yeah, more like this character who like really has who's like already exactly where he needs to be and everything, and so it's so it, it sort of gives this like heightened mystery to Benicio because since we aren't following him and getting into his mind, he he just exists as this like fucking scary ass motherfucker <laughs> but the problem is the problem is is the film by the end of it posits that the greatest emotional change happens in emily blunt and unfortunately we don't care and and and, yeah, I, and no, I, yeah. I and i think that that you know like the 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 way that the film ends suggests that this you know like that emily blunt has has, has undergone a profound change and she might have very well but it's not that interesting and and i think it does a disservice to other things that have happened in the film that are much bigger yeah, than right. her. The, and, and that's that to me is the problem of, um, while I appreciate the structure and I appreciate the kind of uh, slightly novel way that it tackles the story, mm-hmm. it ultimately is ineffective. It doesn't quite land. Uh, and, and, that's a, and that's a problem, you know, so we do, you know, like I, I think like you, I admire a, a writer trying to like take, tackle the story in a slightly different way. But, but, you know, like maybe there are some tried and true ways to kind of approach the story that would that would be more effective. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of a film that like has done this sort of like placeholder character to sort of in in um, spotlight the main or not the main character, but the coolest character the film is really about that's that's done it well and. I have, I mean, one okay. one of mine is Animal Kingdom, which Animal Kingdom has like that Nick Carraway kind of observer character. But the thing is, you know, like like Gatsby, and and Animal Kingdom in my mind, um, the the film puts that observer character at the beginning, who's sort of you know uninteresting compared to the other mm-hmm. star players, but then slowly shifts the the meaning of the film towards how it impacts that character. Now, unfortunately, in Sicario, the you know, like this, this basically like the last third of this film happened, you know, Emily Blunt has no part in it. Yeah. And, and she has no, she's, she doesn't bear witness to anything that happens. Right. You know, like, right. like, so, so that's for, what threw me. Yeah. So for her to experience a profound change means nothing because it's like, you've just, you know, one guy just came in and told you what happened and now you've profoundly, you know, like it, it's just, it's, it's, that to me, like if I was script doctoring this film, I would say you need to have Emily Blunt in the room when, when this big thing happens. Right, and it's and it and on on that note, that was like one of the like I didn't find this movie as shocking as it as I think it thinks it thinks it yeah. is. Yeah, except for the, except for when except for like that scene where like. Oh, well, yeah. let's, let's, oh, okay. Let's, uh, Shall we get into spoilers? Let's get into spoilers, and we'll kind of go chronologically through this beast. Um, so, yeah, so Emily Blunt gets conscripted into this weird government task force, and she's not really sure why, uh, but she wants her partner to go, and then they don't let him go, but then they let him go, no. and then they don't let him go. I, whatever. Um, and, you know, they go through, they have a couple, uh, they have to, what was the first thing they had to do, driving through Juarez? So they went through Juarez, and again, that scene is 
Amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah that was ter- really yeah. oh, it's a well directed, well scene. put together scene. The soundtrack, they, the shooting. They were moving a uh, uh, a prisoner, a, a prisoner. A, yeah. So then they get into a traffic jam, probably brought on by the cartel. They have huge contingent of of, of mm-hmm. personnel of of law enforcement personnel, and they get into this traffic jam, and uh, they're kind of surrounded by a couple cars of gang members. Yeah, and I believe. Uh, Emily Blunt has the only sort of heroic moment as she has in the entire movie where she notices one of the cops is yeah. actually that's what starts off the whole thing. One of the one of the lawmen is actually working for the cartel and turns to shoot them. Well, I don't think that much that's much of a surprise because they even say up front, don't trust the cops and right. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that's a surprise. I'm saying that's the moment where she she her character realized that before anyone else did. And that's why I was like, oh, she's really good. That's when I thought in the movie, I'm like, she's really good at her job. They're is setting her up. Is she? Is no, she? No, 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 yeah. no, 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 listen to me, listen to me. That, I'm not saying she is. I'm saying the movie at that moment, because that's the first time you've seen her in action other than dodging a bullet, which is yeah. also pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, wow, she's really smart. She'll do this. So that's why she's here, right? That's what I thought it was setting me up for. Right. And then it didn't. Like, then she's just fucking perfunctory for the rest right. of the film. I mean, she's perfunctory there too, except yeah, she has she's... that one tiny moment. So I don't know. I thought it was like drip feeding me like, oh, this is why she's good at her job. This is why she's here. And then it never does anything with her. Now, that scene, again, gr- very well done. Mm-hmm. They do that. Then like it gets kind of murky for me what happens next. They, what? they get the prisoner to where they're supposed to go. Yeah. Right. What happens? Uh, yeah. They get... Benicio tortures tortures them which oh yeah yeah. waterboarded them or something that was that that was one scene where i actually wish they had cut it just a bit earlier i'd like because it's like benicia walking in with that giant poland spring bottle of water i'm like that's all i needed he just walks in the and the door should have just closed i'm like benicia just did some shit i'm sure of it but you know it it drags on a bit uh and then they interrogate him they they find out about the whereabouts of the tunnel yes the tunnel oh yes (laughs) yeah um so they find out the whereabouts of the tunnel then and then you have this like side scene where Emily Blunt uh, decides she needs to like blow off some steam. Mm-hmm. Go to the bar. Uh, she goes to the bar and oh no 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 sorry. Oh the they bank. Find, they, they go yeah, to the, the bank. bank. My apologies. They go to the bank and Emily Blunt implicates herself in the scene. Hold on. Well, by, let's see. They're going to the bank to sort of cut off funds funds to the drug cartel in. In Juarez. In, right. in Juarez. Yeah. Uh, so that way they're going to sort of starve the main guy out. Yeah. That, no, that's no, how yeah. it was. So they got the information from the first dude from the shootout yeah. to find out where the money was stored. Then they got where, then they went to the bank to deal with the money to find out to, to starve the the mm. son of the main yeah. guy or the, the lieutenant. Partner, the lieutenant. lieutenant. Yeah. And then he was going to go back and lead them to the tunnel. That's sort of their whole plan. It, 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 the, it the, the whole really thing with the, tu- the tunnel. I still am actually like, like I, I remember walking out of the movie very confused about that. I was like, yeah. why are do you they confused, m- audience? Because we kind of are. And we like, saw the movie. Yeah. Too. I was like, why do they need to? go to this tunnel like why do they why why do they just why don't they just taking the like if the whole purpose of this thing is to get the lieutenant why don't they just get and they know who where, where he is and you know right. at all times they have a drone following him at all times why do they need to go through this tunnel to get to him well they didn't go through the tunnel to get to the lieutenant they oh no they did they did but they they did they did to just but, get a cop car yeah they get a cop car and like follow the lieutenant it it was very confusing and i'm sure i'm sure that it probably makes sense on revisiting it like like you know because it's so this this movie is so detailed and procedural it feels like we just missed something on first viewing but that kind of says something about the movie itself because if we're missing something about the lack of clarity yeah like i mean if all three of us were kind of cloudy at sort of how that went around I don't think that's necessarily on the audience member at that point. Like, yeah. I'm not saying like we're so smart. We normally, but, but one of us should have fucking been like, no, no, no. Like it's this, this and this. And we all sort yeah. of have different stories. And, then, right. and, and so from there on in, Emily Blunt pretty much exits the film. Right. And, and then there's like a, a remaining third where Benicio del Toro is on the other side of the fence. Um, chasing down the lieutenant and the cartel, and it had, and it's and and the reveals of the film are all about Benicio del Toro at that right. point, right? And, um, and he becomes the titular, yes, Sicario. yeah. Now the the, hitman. the um something interesting that there was the the side side story going on uh, with um yeah. with um oh, I can't remember his name Silvio 
Silvio. Silvio, yeah. yeah, but what's his name in uh, Marvel movies? He was uh, uh, he, he was a he's guy. An agent. He's an agent. Sitwell. Shield. Agent Sitwell. Oh yeah, he is Sitwell. Yeah, uh, which great. I love seeing Sitwell getting work because I think he's he was awesome. Yeah, he's great. Um, so you have this side story oh, of oh. this of this <laughs> yeah. Mexican dude, um, uh, with his family and like his son wants to you know they keep cutting back to this random father and son and kind of wife sort of scenario. And you're not quite sure why. No. I, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I, know, no. I, I know why. You're sure why the sick in there on screen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, no, they butter him up like a nice piece of toast. But the the I knew what, what was going to happen to the character, but I wasn't sure who the character was. Yeah. They kept hunting for this lieutenant. Yeah. And, and I, you, thought, I, I thought he was. I thought yeah. it was going to be like him, like being a smart drug lord and not having lavish shit and just like living like a normal person, but still mm-hmm. running this. Th- I thought I thought that character was going to be. Someone important in this grand scheme. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, it would have that would have <laughs> made been... much more sense. Right. Turns out uh, that's not the case. Uh, he's just a random, slightly corrupt police officer that does drug runs for the cartels. Yeah. And it just so happens that he's doing drug run duty on the day that Benicio del Toro comes through the tunnel and basically steals his car to go find this drug lieutenant. Now. That seems very well. It's, I mean, it's not it's not convenient because they kind of they mm. want you to set that up. But at the same time, you're watching this guy's family. They cut back to him like three or four times. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah breakfast and getting ready, and his son playing soccer, and like. So and you, the final, and in fact, the final scene of the film, yeah, yeah pulls is, back to so that. So I I get what they're trying to do because yeah. uh, spoiler alert again, uh, something awful happens to mm. that guy, to that guy they've mm. been buttering up, as you know will happen the second right. his son wakes him up to play soccer. Yeah. Um. And the end of the film is the son playing soccer, and I think the mother's there too, right? The mother's there, and yeah. you hear gunshots, in and the you hear distance. gunshots in the background. But then they just keep playing. They soccer. They keep playing because so that's the, life in war. Well, that's well, that's kind of the that's kind of the point, and that's this movie. Ha- I think had a hard time trying to figure out not what it wanted. No, no, no. It had a hard time figuring out what it wanted to say because on one side it wants to showcase this awful situation that's going on literally in sort of the, our backyard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Juarez is like the murder yeah. capital of South so, America, right? So <laughs> that is, I mean, and they do that with these sort of powerful scenes that they sprinkle in, but at the same time, it's trying to earn the entire time your attention for this issue, and because it's not quite sure how it wants to do that or who it wants to do that with, yeah, then it just is kind of lost. Yeah, and and you know the other film that I kind of remember that had scenes like that, but seemed to be more effective was Syriana. Uh, hmm. Stephen, I think it's I've Stephen. Never seen Syriana, yeah. right? Syriana is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Sir, I mean, but Syriana kind of plays in the same sort of geopolitical terrorism story, and this yeah. is a geopolitical drug story, but, right? You know, yeah. like with domestic terrorism, um, and and Syriana kind of takes Syriana kind of is a little bit more uh, derived from traffic. Uh, as well, you know, the other Benicio Del Toro starring film, um, which which interestingly, Sicario, I think, kind of calls back to with um, yeah. with, with Benicio Del Toro. But but at any rate, I think it's one of those things that, you know, like you can see the writing, you know, you can really see the writing in that with that. And it, and it is somewhat um, dismissive and it is somewhat uh, to, to actually like use it's a little bit cynical to use this character this way. Because it doesn't do anything interesting with it, yeah. No, uh, and it, may, you know, it. it I, if you, I think all of us are kind of tempering this with this is very well made, and it's not a stupid film. No, it's a very you know, smart. It's film. a very very smart film. But not as but smart if as you, the if you, if you are not enamored by those production values, by that, by that level of direct uh, directorial craftsmanship, yeah. you could argue that this film is actually deeply troublingly offensive, because it takes it does that thing, which is that it takes. Um, it takes a very important issue um, from from a from a political point of view, and it not whitewashing is the wrong term, but it kind of like tries to put us in that world through a character who has who has no part of that world and suggests that that's the only way we can understand it. And it, you know, right. like it's it's it, it's but you, but however, we will not understand it. You will not understand anything you see to your American eyes, yes. according it, to Benicio. Yeah, exactly. And whereas I think if Benicio del Toro was the main character and this was very much about his life experience and his his way into this world, I think it would now I, I say it's troublingly offensive if you were to like really really push it I, I don't think it's in, you know like I, I don't think it's offensive but I think if you really if you really want to tear apart the strings of this film 
you could argue that they're, they're essentially trying to make a film about the Mexican drug cartels and drug wars through the perspective of white Anglo-Saxon Americans. Mm-hmm. And and even their own character has nothing to do with this world right, and is right. uninvolved in it. Well, I think <laughs> I think um, I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. what the what the panel said, but mm-hmm. the, the everyone seemed very the actors and the and the production people seemed very in love with the script. And they, that was the reason, like, people asked, like, well, Benicio, you've done movies like this before. Like, why did you feel this was important to come back and sort of do again? And he's like, well, the script was just magnificent. And, like, and I think, I think, I think the dialogue is magnificent. It is. It's very good. But but structurally, I don't think it's all there. And also, there was something, well, I guess this script had been floating around the Mm. studios for a long time. Right. Um, and finally it came across the production team's desk that did it and they like really wanted to do it and they had to get people involved. I think Benicio might have been the first person to get involved. I'm trying to remember, this is a bit ago. Yeah. But um it just seems like uh I don't know. The the I want it is a film I want to be all there. Yeah, I, like, I really I, want to like this film a lot. I like, like everyone involved. I like the production value. I like the amount of money it costs because it looks fantastic for it. And it's 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 playing in that ballpark that I think we all want from like a good yeah. Yeah, thriller. You know, which actually now that we're sort of talking about it, all these great things are set up for it. And I've always been a proprietor of when you set me up for greatness and then don't deliver on that greatness. Like I almost find that more offensive than than like oh this movie's shitty. I know it in the first five minutes. Yeah, I can yeah. deal right. with it. Like. It's kind of, and I, you guys won't agree with me on this one, or maybe you will, I don't know. But Signs, for instance, I think 90%, the first 90% of Signs <laughs> is fucking brilliant. Yeah. And oh, so then good. it ruins it at yeah. the end. It ru- like it, te- it. I built this beautiful sort of castle in my mind of all the wonderment that this movie was, and then just it fucking wrecking balled it down to shit at the end. So this one, it's not that sort of like yeah, it's, it's build not- like that, but like all the pieces of a great film are here minus some structure things. I also think, and we can talk about this too, the editing, uh, I think, did it a disservice. Really? How so? Um, like, Well, first of all, like we said, the sometimes they use the editing to confuse us on purpose. Yeah. Right. Uh, in the tunnels, specifically. Yeah. Because uh, you're not supposed to know because Kate's, Kate goes the wrong way and sees something she's not supposed to see. Not that it fucking matters. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it would, I'm gonna, sorry, I'm going to stop there for a second. So she goes and sees Benicio Del Toro going on his own secret mission to basically kill the, the mm. drug cartel boss, uh, and she doesn't want it to happen because it's not by the book and blah, 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 whatever yeah. the hell it is. Uh, and you're like, oh, so she's going to see this. And I thought that's what I thought. Maybe she's going to go along. because yeah. she's the, and then or, she like, goes, or like hide in the trunk yeah. or something. Nope, nope. She turns around, and then her and Josh Brolin get in a fight, and then you don't see her for the next yeah. half hour. And Josh yeah. Brolin explains exactly what is happening and why, and you're like, well, why are we? Why are you telling me this? Why aren't yeah. you showing me this? Yeah. yeah. Um. I forget where I was going with this. Uh. I th- I think what you're getting at is is that thing where again this film has so much going for it, so much good stuff going for it that it is a little more disappointing yes. when it doesn't yes. deliver. And and again, I think like you know like it's to me this is kind of like a B plus film as well. You know like. If the fact that the story doesn't quite deliver, but it does walk around and illustrate an important subject, then is that enough? Now, I think it could be more powerful, like Traffic, for example, which really, um, which really navigates that world, you know, in a multifaceted way, right. you know, with impact. Yeah. But the problem is, is that you know, like you could argue as well, like uh, maybe one of the central points of this film is that Kate thinks everything should be by the book, and this this. What they're essentially saying is that the American government is not, you know, is willing to bend the rules um, when it's required, and that's actually a good thing. Yeah, but right. but is it a good thing? And does Kate kind of like care at the end of the film? You know, like it, it. I mean, I think she cares, but does the audience care about what she thinks? Well, it's funny because Kate no. gets her initial involvement is because she doesn't like how this is sort of spilling over onto American soil and her job, and that's why she takes it because she's. They tell her like, if we get this guy, then this is going to stop happening. Yeah. In America, right. like that's her. That's their pitch. Yeah, yeah. and, and just find the means. Yeah. yeah, and so that's why she does it. And then, like, how they do, like, then she does. It's that whole like, is it worth it sort of thing. Um, and sorry, I want to go the editing. I think it was more of a story editing thing, not yeah. like a actual physically like cutting right, the right, scenes right. together. Yeah. I just feel like the way that they cut 
big moments, not like individual shots, but like the big moments and how they sort of put them together added to our whole sense of confusion. I feel like there's a cleaner way to still try to do what they're trying to do, but have us not get as lost in it with still a little bit of mystery. And I, I don't, I don't, I just, I just remember walking out and being like, man, like that. And I haven't felt like that in a long time. Like, yeah. I, it's funny because I edited for such a long time. I feel like I, I, I never watch a movie. I can kind of detach that part of my brain. And this one, like, hit me. And I was like, no, look at this. This is wrong. And I was yeah. like, no. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah. I don't That's know. That's good. That's good. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a – it's weird, though. We are we, – we if we are the only podcast that are talking about this film, we'll probably be the only people – who are think feeling this way about this film as well? Like critical consensus of this film is not at all what we're saying. Yeah, uh, well, and- there, there's something interesting about that, and I call that the American hustle effect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just like there's movies that have, again, all the pieces that feel like they should. That, you know, that's another great example of this sort of film, which has all the pieces that should be really great. In fact, I'd say this movie has way more good pieces than American Hustle does. Far more. Yeah, but. Like I'm just if you want to just talk cast, for instance, like you have this all star cast in American Hustle, and you know you kind of expect more than a bunch of improv for fucking two hours. Yeah. <laughs> um. But like, yeah. Like so, then one one acclaimed person either thinks the maybe maybe some of the reviewers think that this issue is super important, and if they feel like they review the movie badly, then it won't get the sort of you know uh, press that it needs to sort of help maybe ch- make some change. I don't know. There's a bunch of different reasons why people do, but then I feel like there's a bandwagon effect where if uh, someone writes a great review uh, critically, and and you could you could easily review this movie well. Yeah. I feel like yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's very easy to do, and it's very easy to come off. I think sounding smart reviewing it. Well, like it just yeah. it it says it's the perfect sort of like kind of an art house, but not really. Yeah, it's right. a it's a muscular art house thriller. Yeah, right. It's 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 an art house movie where people get shot in the head, and you're like, oh, that's not your typical art house movie. Yeah. So I have to at least so I, kind of like this. I can see th- I can see how this is happening, but like, uh, uh, but. Well, well, Steve, I was going to say you tweeted or or Facebook message. Yeah, that was actually, that I strongly, that was actually my next point. That I yeah. really strongly agreed with when yeah. you, when and you so, wrote and it. And so I will say, audience, yeah. listen, come, 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 come a little close now. If you want to see a movie set in the western part of North America with Josh Brolin, shot by the great Roger Deakins, about the just the cruelty of man and how there's really nothing you can do against it, just watch No Country for Old Men instead. It is in every way a superior film, and uh, says 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 more about just the, the the human condition in, I think maybe like thirty seconds in our capacity for violence than this movie does in two hours. But it also, uh, the, the No Country for Old, Old Men is a really great touchstone reference because it does that thing, which is that it the 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 main players in the film don't even meet. And yeah. and don't and don't kind of go to you know like aren't in the same room when the biggest events happen. And in fact, in, in no country spoil for no country for all men, one of the biggest events that happens in the film happens off screen, and we don't see it happen. Right. And and but then the whole thing about that film is that that's the point is that in you know major events are are happening that that affect our lives, and we're incapable of stopping it. You know, like right. and and that's what that film is about. Yeah. Now, it's about what, Tommy Lee Jones and yeah, his realization. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what is coming back to Sicario, what what is it that Emily Blunt kind of gets from all these events happening without her? And and what is it the film is trying to posit by having her not be effect, you know, be part of that? Like how do, how does she impact the story and what is the story ultimately trying to tell us? I you know, I you know, I think I think it, it may be and maybe going to the last scene in the movie that I think it says that yeah, nothing changes. Like, okay, they're the kid the kid is playing soccer in Juarez and there's still violence around, so what did it actually change? Like, okay, so we landed basically in the same spot as we did, and Emily Blunt is just a little more cynical about the And this about there's, the, about there's the world. truth to that. There's yeah. there's certainly truth to that. Um and, and you know, like Benicio del Toro and Josh Brolin's whole mission is that we're not trying to eliminate the drug cartel. We're just trying to introduce some order back into it uh, yes. by having control of it, and it's just, which is know, a gr- which is a great idea. It's a great idea. It's also what led us into Salvador. What led America into Salvador <laughs> yeah. and other countries it was <laughs> a great idea. <laughs> um, you know, like politically, but but you know that's kind of a, an interesting point. But it doesn't have any. Right. You know, and, and like 
Emily Blunt doesn't fight back against that idea only to be proven wrong. She's simply not there when it happens. Right. You know? She almost fights back, but then she just, she's po- spoiler alert, she's pointing a gun at Benicio and Benicio's like, you ain't gonna shoot me and just walks away and oh, lo and behold, she doesn't shoot him. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and you know, if you compare that to the the final scene of Tommy Lee Jones in No Country for Old Men, oh and how much weight that that how much that that final scene impacts upon the entire film that we've just watched. Um, compare that with the scene with Emily yeah. Blunt. Well, just, you can't. It, yeah, it just doesn't. You know, it doesn't hold water in the same way. So, I don't know. Yeah, for me, the yeah that this is really where the problem of the film is is that it's structured in a way to kind of it, not purposely, but it kind of diffuses the amount of impact that this film can have right yeah it's a it's a very it's a very hopeless and, and cruel movie i just i just feel i, I just feel like a, um villain whatever the, yeah, the, the, the director he just has a very he's a very pessimistic sense of humanity like his movies are mean well that and that's kind of like close in the fincher uh you know bullpark as yeah, well but yeah but uh, fincher, fincher fincher i find can always at least you know and 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 there was there was josh brolin here but fincher can like there can be some some humor, some like some like actual human relationships well, there. I almost, and I didn't feel like any of the characters like really like none of the characters really liked each other or got along very well yeah. in Sicario. Well, I'm like, that I was there. That was a disconnect. I think that the the difference between a nihilistic sort of like downtrodden, like everything sucks and nothing we did mattered and it's mm-hmm. going to continue to suck sort of film that can work. It mm-hmm. doesn't work here because you're right. There's no moments of of character. Or there's no. I'm not looking for like a happy ending. Yeah. I'm not looking no. for and the drugs are gone. Like that's just <laughs> not. That's because it would break the movie and it's fucking stupid. In, fa- in fact, the ending as it stands is good. It just doesn't. Right. It, and the, yeah. it's just the reason it doesn't hit limps is it never has a moment of actual. And this is gonna sound weird, and I'll have to backtrack. But actual human joy, like it, it, you can't. You can be all doom and gloom like on the big picture and nothing you do matters and we're just these tiny fucking ants on this rock floating through space and everything doesn't have a point. It's called The Walking Dead, by the way. Sure. Um, But like the reason... (laughs) I'm going to go back to fucking Angel, the show Angel. (laughs) Quote from Angel where he says, if nothing we do matters, then all that matters is what we do. So it's this idea of nothing you do matters on the bigger picture. So what needs to matter is the small moments you have with individual people. That's sort of, or individual situations. And this doesn't have any of those. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think a really good example is Traffic. You know, the ending of Traffic. Yeah. If you remember mm-hmm. Benicio Del Toro's, like, character arc through Traffic, is everyone thinks that this guy's a corrupt cop, and he's trying to, like, take down the cartel, and, he's, and, he's, and, and, and no one's exactly sure what his motives are. And at the end of the film, it's this beautiful moment where he, they, he has a baseball field put in uh, as right. to where, where they were running drugs, and that's where the film ends, and yeah. it's this beautiful moment. Now, the soccer game at the end of Sicario kind of is more is more bleak, but it and the problem is, is it doesn't pay off all that time that we spent with this family, yeah, that, right. whose father gets killed. Right. It really it doesn't like and it doesn't give us anything. It doesn't even paint him in a great light. Like right. you don't particularly like. Yeah, he has a family. Like a lot of bad people have families. Yeah, and right. he's still painted as kind of a bad guy. Like I never yeah, he, was like, oh, I really like this guy. Yeah. Even if he's supposed to be tough and sort of a drug, uh, a drug mule, a uh, corrupt cop. Like you can still be a likable drug mule, corrupt cop. Yeah, and he wasn't. Yeah, and I, I like the yeah. actor. They did. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't take him out anywhere. He was just like he was always like getting in bed and it's like eating some eggs and beans and, yeah, and stuff yeah. and like yeah. and, and like he was always like forgetting his kids soccer game <laughs> but like saying like yeah i'll go to it i'm like can you go to can we just get out of this house so we can like feel something for you because sure. because, because because technically like the people who are impacted the most by this movie are the kid and the mother yeah. because they just lost their dad yeah no, and and and, that, and and i get what they're trying to say but like i yeah but whatever it, it, and it's that thing again which is that the scene is there and it's in the right place but it's kind of off by one degree, you know, like it's, yeah. like it's just not quite landing in the right way. You can't keep a, a character that's supposed to be sort of not the emotional tether, but the emotional catalyst or what's supposed to be the emotional catalyst for the big picture moment in the film and have them just be in a tiny ass apartment doing absolutely nothing and being kind of a dick. Yeah. Like, right. oh, are we not... talking about Emily Blunt or the, uh, no, the, or guy, the, the yeah. guy? I mean, but <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh... In a similar way as well is that is that in this in the no country for old men kind of way, you could see that scene with Emily Blunt and Benicia Del Toro at the end of the film being that moment. Sure. But it's not. Right. It's just it's just not quite there. Um 
Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if our opinions. I mean, I know that we're in the minority, and I, 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 I really like everyone involved in this. So this is an interesting case where, like, I hope it does better. Like, I hope things pick up for this film. Like, yeah. I, I like everyone involved. I think, I, I think this is one of those moments where, th- just because of sort of the two, two or three small things that let, makes everything unravel, I'd still like to see it do okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I'd like to see more films like right. This, this, is, right, this yeah. is them trying to do something and, and that's not tried often, and it has been done well in the past, and this doesn't quite hit that mark. But that doesn't mean that it's not worth seeing or it's not worth like trying to do it again. Yeah, yeah. we need we need more R-rated adult like mystery thrillers that aren't just like. That have a real political backdrop. Yeah, that, to yeah that's well. like 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 this kind of reminds me. This, this reminds me of like Zero Dark Thirty, which is a movie mm-hmm. I like, eh, whatever about. But yeah. uh, but like I like I I I appreciate what it was trying to do. It was mm-hmm. trying. It was wasn't just trying to be like wham bam thank you man superhero movie. It was like okay here's we're gonna shed light on this particular issue and, mm-hmm. and, didn't, and do, didn't do it particularly well but yeah and it's it's a it's a it's a very it's the the sense of craftsmanship and and that using genre in an interesting way i think it has the the potential to like get people interested in these issues like i i i think a film about Huar is this you know seemingly uh terrifying place to live you know where there's approximately like 50 murders a day or something like that oh, i don't know something you know, crazy. some some and you know like uh, even i was looking up the story of the the student protesters in mexico that got kidnapped and killed like last year i think all you know like the power of cinema to tackle those issues in an interesting way and 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 bring them to light is is really what we're looking for and it's a shame for me that sakari doesn't know but then again looking at looking at rotten tomatoes at least People seem to be responding to it, and I, I'm just yeah. wondering. Maybe I'm just like a cynical old bastard. Yeah. Well, 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 you are, but that's not the yeah, reason. Yeah, that's they, not the reason that you have the problems with this movie, <laughs> right? Yeah. Are they are they are they responding overwhelmingly well, or is it like, a, yeah, this is a good movie, I guess, yeah, and, the, and, and, and that counts as a and that counts as a fresh rating. I mean, everything's getting a fresh rating. I think the only person who's like speaking against it is A.O. Scott, New York well, Times. Um, yeah, go figure. Yeah, you know, like. Everyone's talking. Basically, maybe, maybe what people are responding to is that there's a there's a real dearth of of these kinds yes. of films, and and it's great to see one. Um, you know what's interesting about that? Because the script was floating around so long, I feel like it was written in that like bygone age of however many years ago when there was sort of a no lot country, more of yeah. these films, right? And and it just this one never got made, and now it's now it's made sort of out of its time. Well, well, I think, well, I think because Sicario means Hitman. If you haven't seen the trailers, I think they saw clearly the success of Hitman, Hitman. Agent Forty Seven. <laughs> oh yeah, they wanted like, to jump on that. Yeah, like, Whoa, get this, it is, on that. this is now the time for this movie. Well, well, because because what's what, what's better than a Hitman? Usually played by Sta- Jason Statham, just like yeah. going around <laughs> killing right. people for money. Oh my god, it's a it is it's a it's a shame in my mind. But again. Is it a recommendation? Is it a, is it a recommended shame? You know that's that's the thing. Oh, it's, are we telling people to see it or not? Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's on like Netflix or something, I guess it goes. I'd like it is. What's it's a like, cinematic experience, right? Though, like love. if if you're yeah. in a, like it's I, worth like, seeing on a big screen at least visually. Yeah, I mean, if like if, if I would take a film class to like or at least a cinematography class and be like, yo. This is how you do it. Well, <laughs> or, but you can do that for any Deacons movie, I yeah. suppose. Really. Well, the, the cool thing about Deacons that I really like is that Deacons... He's got a sick name. He's got a sick, <laughs> a sick name. But and, may, and maybe this is like observational bias as well, but like Deacons has the ability to work with whatever he has to make a beautiful image, even if... Even if the the image is not required to be beautiful, right? You know, like so. So and there's ugliness in this movie. Yeah, yeah, you know, like like the assassination of Jesse Jesse James is this sort of dreamy uh, look at at celebrity in the Western days. So it, it feels very you know dreamy and glossy and beautiful, mm-hmm. and 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 everything is about the play of light in that film. And then you know, and Skyfall is this like um, uh, sort of gritty stylized version where the the lights kind of play a psychological impact on mm-hmm. on on what James Bond is doing. And then in this film like you know scenes are just kind of shot pretty, you know, pretty straightforward, you know, but we he, he just manages and I don't know if it's him or Villeneuve or again observational bias on my part, you know, but like he just seems to point the camera in the right direction to catch just like the fleeting glimpse of beauty in amongst a terrible situation, right. yeah. you know. Uh, and it's it's just it, it, that's what he's good at. And so, you know, when you were saying like $30 million on screen, I think, you know, if you read any interview with Deacons as well, he talks about that 
that he doesn't like the toys. He he every he doesn't want he doesn't want to have a signature style. He just wants to be true to the story he's telling. Yeah, and yeah. he does that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So anyway, so just quick because we're running out of time. Uh, final thoughts, I guess. And and I think we should tag it with if people haven't seen it yet, which you probably have if you've gotten this far. But I'm just curious if you would recommend this to somebody if they're like, I'm going to the movies Friday. Steve, uh, I'll echo my previous statements. Watch No Country for Old Men again. You, it should be a year. It should be at least a yearly watch for everyone yeah, yeah. involved. Really. So uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a te- it's a technically well done movie that uh, I think just wound up and just kind of like threw threw the pitch right in the dirt and just <laughs> completely missed it. So yeah. all right, Shahir, it's a tipped recommendation from me. Ooh, which is you know like yeah, go see it. It's good. Let me ask you this. Let me. Yeah, okay, oh, well, yeah, no, but right now I kind of know the answer. But <laughs> I was going to say, would you say if you if you had. I mean, I guess it depends on your audience member, too, or your friend who's asking you, but to go see if they were out at the same time, Jurassic World or this film. Yeah, it would be this film. Yeah. yeah. Without doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of a... I nice think, that's Steve, a, Steve, would you... I would, you know, I, I would, I would say go, I would say, I would, I would, I would say go see Sicario again, just because it's like, you know, I like, I love Jurassic World. And I, you know, I spoke on that, but this, you know, I like, this was... It wasn't. It wasn't all. It wasn't you know that exciting, but it was at least interesting to look at. I think Jurassic World didn't really have much of a. It th- this movie had a bit of character in its design. Jurassic World just kind of sure didn't really. And I have think much that, of that I think that sort of will hark back to sort of my final thought is if you can go to a film and see it for it being a film and not just a piece of escapism, <laughs> I think this is worth your time and seeing on an actual movie theater screen. If if you just don't want that, and if you just want to go see a movie, even and I'm not talking about a summer popcorn action bullshit movie. I'm just saying like you want to have some escapism in the in the sense of being taken into another place that you don't belong in, basically, mm-hmm. and being told a story from there. I, I don't know if this is if this is the movie I would recommend for you. In yeah, fact, I don't. It is not because who would want to go to Juarez? Nobody says like, oh yeah, I want to go vacation <laughs> in Juarez. Like what? No, yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible but, but place. Admittedly, like again, some of these scenes are really like tense and well crafted. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, that, yeah. that first. The 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 but it's not consistent enough. Yeah, it's the, not consistent enough in its in its sort of escapism as a as a film and as a story being told. And so, if again, if you can if you can go and look at a film for the pieces of the film, go see it. You're gonna find something you like. Uh, and if you if you can't, and you just want to go see it for funsies. I don't. Right, that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, go it's see a Maze Runner or something. Tipped recommendations, right. I think, all around. All right, guys. Well, we did a we did a bang up job in almost an hour. Uh, Steve-O, where can people find you if they want to hear your further ramblings? Uh, well, you you can read my further ramblings over at uh, samenightmoviereview.com, where uh, myself and a buddy of ours we contribute about new movies, some old movies. Matt's a Matt are. Matt's occasionally here Very too. Very cool side, by the I way. I feel it's like lovely. I feel like at this point, like I'm like the the old the old because uh, Steve and I used to do videos, and you can look them up online. Actually, if you just search <laughs> "same night movie review," there's some crazy ones from like 2006 yeah. that are kind of <laughs> when, nutty. When we were young, when we were young, and had <laughs> tons of energy and could shoot a film after working a 12 hour day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We, uh, we did a bunch of fun stuff, and then Steve has sort of taken the the torch of same night movie review, uh, and and done basically classed up the joint with actually doing written reviews consistently. I feel like I'm like the I don't even know what my role. You're the, on that you're, side. you're the wacky uncle who like runs in with like a bunch of cool toys. But I every feel like now and then. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and I I was much more involved back in the day. Well, I I always say it. I will write uh, a review for a film at some point and throw it. Oh, I can't. There. I can't. I, I'm so looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, stop on by. Cool. Uh, Shahir, buddy. Yeah, well, you can catch me on... Well, I'm not there, but... You Go can catch see, him. You can see my virtual life at... Uh, Pokemon Go. Shahir. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> shahirdad.com, which is S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D. And then for uh, to contact us at Only Movie Podcast, which is our uh, email is onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at OnlyMoviePod, and we have a Facebook page where you can look us up and not give you some tickets because we don't care anymore. Oh, did, did no one do it? No one did it. Nobody take the tickets? Wow. <laughs> no one, and we don't care. Right, you know no, what? Wow. Guys, can we don't I, care. Yeah. We, 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 no. Guys, you know what? Your own guys, can I, can I have a ticket? No. Okay. No. 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 <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, you know what? You know what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yay. yeah, yeah. You can. Right. You can have the tickets. Yeah. Steve, okay. you hear that, audience? Yeah. Steve got the tickets. You know why? Because he cares. Yeah. 
Because he, he cares. He showed up. He showed, he showed up. up for us. Which is more than we can say about you guys. Oh, dear. <laughs> no, but really, though, we love our fans and we love you. <laughs> Keep listening. All we, Keep wanted listening. To do, all we wanted to do was give you free movie tickets, and that's why we got spiteful. Please love us. Um, you, can find, you can find me at www.matthewkroll.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Skeletor, the number four P-R-E-Z, and on Twitter at Emperor MSK. I know there's a bunch of different portals that you can find me at. Uh, I should probably get those cleaned up. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of dick pics. I mean, <laughs> oh no, no, so I mean, bad. I mean, by cleaned up, I mean organize them by the different like clothing and hats I put on the dick the, on the dick pics. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, this has been disclaimer, not to scale. The only <laughs> this has been the only podcast about Sicario where we just went from a very serious tone movie <laughs> to, to talking so about dicks and hats. <laughs> Well, um, my dick's no, in a I, I, you know, I actually can't draw any like. <laughs> no, I can't like, either. Uh, I'm stretching uh, there. My yeah. dick's in a Batman mask right now. <laughs> That's weird. Well, it was Swear Batman to me. yesterday. Swear to me. Anyway. Me.